0: Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Joe. Thank you for being here. Uh, What a time of worship. Anybody else? What a great time to be in the presence of Jesus. Nothing better than that. And so, so glad to be able to join with you worshiping our King and now getting into the Word of God. Oh, I love it. I hope you just dig into the Word at home on a daily basis, spending time with Jesus. Now we're right in the middle, Uh, actually going to end this week, our Acts 14 sermon series here in the summer. And I hope you have been enjoying it. I've been enjoying studying and bringing the messages. And specifically, I've been telling stories about going out to Wyoming, some crazy things, being in a hammock out in the national park by myself, waking up. And there's like, a it was dark when I got there, so I couldn't see it. And there's like a bone graveyard underneath my hammock where I was but I'm here. I didn't die. All is good. It was a good experience. Uh, riding, last week, riding the bull, they call it. Uh, whitewater rafting, being on the front of the whitewater raft with the legs up where the front hold on, It was super fun. I didn't fall in. Praise Jesus. One more story for today. We were out in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which is right at the Teton Mountains. And uh, how many have been out to see the Tetons, Jackson Hole, Wyoming? Uh, a few a bunch of you actually it's amazing if you ever get the chance it's worth it. make it happen uh, it's super cool. but you know being there, seeing I think It was the biggest snow uh, ski slope I've ever seen. It was obviously the summer, so I couldn't take part in it. But, you know, I was thinking Mad River Mountain, it had to be 20 times bigger than that. Huge mountain, uh, you know, going by. We went to the Teton Mountains to Jenny Lake, which is absolutely breathtaking. Looking over this lake, the Teton Mountains in the background, just incredible. So we were going to be on a little adventure and go 2.3 miles around the lake, to uh, just to where you then go up to Inspiration Point, kind of up in the middle of the Teton Mountains. Not very high, because they're very high, but, you know, it took maybe a mile, which going up, there was some of those areas where there's like a chain and bars sticking out so you don't fall off to your death. It was really cool, a really good time. But we did that, then we came back down, and then you get to do something that's pretty cool, which is they have a ferry that then you can go across on the water on the boat, back to the parking lot where you started from, so you don't have to walk that 2.3 miles again. Anybody else, you know, all of a sudden, going into Inspiration Point, you're like, that's at least five miles, maybe six miles. You're like, okay, I think I'm good. I'll take the boat. We get there, and I am my dad's son, for sure, because there is a half hour line to get on this boat. and I'm like, I don't like to wait in lines. So, like, hey, anybody want to go? Let's just continue the loop around the lake, finish the loop. There's a sign right there that says 2.3 miles to the parking lot. It's only 2.3 miles, half hour. We can beat them back if we hustle. We can make this happen. And so we did. There were five of us. I was kind of in the middle on the in shape meter. There were maybe a couple that were a little less in shape. Uh, Conan Stevens, a pastor uh, from Pickerington, he was there. He is crazy. He, a couple years ago, Grand Canyon, did rim, down, across to the other rim, back down, across, and back up in one day. All one thing. They tell you not to do that. Like, they beg you, don't do this. Uh, He did it. It takes from way early in the morning to way late at night. He almost died. Like, literally, uh, it was crazy. That's the kind of fitness we've got with him. Uh, And then you've got me, and then there were some others, maybe a, a couple that It it may not have been the best choice to go even. I'm just going to be real. But we get going and we begin to realize as we start hiking, we can see across the lake to where the parking lot we're going is, and we are still moving away from the parking lot. And we've gone 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and we're still not to the point where we're actually going back towards the parking lot. And we begin to realize, I think the 2.3 miles may have not been accurate. And then we hit a river that came in, and all of a sudden, now we're almost directly across, we would be heading back, but now we have to walk this river to get to a bridge to come back, which was probably a half of a mile, and we said, this is not good. We made it to the the parking lot, which was not our parking lot, which meant, oh no, and there was a sign that says three miles to the parking lot we are supposed to be at. We've now used all the time that was allotted. We needed to be back at the vehicle and had three miles to go to get there. We were hustling that 2.3 miles because we did not want to be, you know, the last ones since we were doing something extra. But now we had three miles on a trail up and down hills, around Rocky, and we realized this could be bad. So we had some decisions to make. Do we just stay at this parking lot? figure out how to communicate with somebody on our team. They could come pick us up. That sounds like a good option. Just so you know, your pastor is like, are you kidding me? No way. Let's just do it. We can do it. Let's just jog back the last three miles. It won't be that much too late. We'll make it. So a couple others, Conan was like, oh, we'll be fine. Let's do it. There were a couple others. I don't know if we can make it. Right? So we decide we're going to do it. Three miles. We're going to jog anywhere that's downhill, anywhere that's flat, and anywhere that's in the shade. And we're going to walk uphills. So we're going to run most of it. We're going to make this happen. We start going and we begin to realize that the little teeny amount of water we had was not sufficient. And the little sips we needed to be now like chugging water, and the sips were not making it. We all were dehydrated, there's no doubt. It's one of those, they they kept saying, you know, 60-second refresh, and we'd all be like, "Ah, we can't breathe. Our head's getting hot. We're like, oh my goodness. So guess what? I'm here. We made it. We made it around, which we added it up, and it was probably nine miles that we went in that thing, including this three-mile jog at the end. Not well, if we knew what was coming, we would not have walked that extra part, right? We would have taken the boat. They had nice, cushy seats. You could have sat on this thing, gone across the reflection of the water, but instead we are literally jogging around, watching the boat go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. In Acts, we see that following Jesus sometimes is a lot like that experience, Sometimes you, you start going and you're on the nice easy hike that takes you to the boat. And sometimes we take a detour and maybe go a different direction. Or the instructions, 2.3 miles, turns into 5.3 miles. And that's a big difference after already going four or five miles. You start to say, life is not exactly what I thought. Or every moment, every, every turn didn't go exactly how I thought it would go. Paul and Barnabas in just Acts chapter 14, let alone the rest of it, They experienced that as they were being led by God to do what God had said. They were seeing a great harvest, people coming to know Jesus. And then they had to flee towns because of persecution. They literally were stoned where the Bible says that they were raised up Raised up to me kind of sounds like brought back to life. That doesn't say, we don't know for sure, but in my mind, that's how I look at it. Like he was dead or almost dead and God like raised him up. The apostles went. I'm like, I love it. Uh, that's not the experience. Last week I had a rock and I was just thinking, you know, if I dropped that rock on my toe, I'd be crying, let alone people chucking that at my head. That's what happens sometimes when we're doing the will of God, things don't go how we thought. The sign doesn't always match with the experience. Sometimes we're like, Lord, I don't know. But at the end of last week in verse 20 of Acts 14, they got up and went back into the city after being stoned. And now we're in this moment of what's going to be next. Where are we going to go? And I believe that we see a profile of a disciple through the rest of Acts 14. Today I pray we step into this profile. And this morning, if you missed it, uh, I'm not sure how you did, but there is a museum of Pastor Dennis's life in the foyer. Shanna Mason put put it together. It is absolutely phenomenal to see someone that has lived his life in service of the Lord, and more specifically for the last 35 years, lived his life in service of Radiant Life Church, of you. To see you grow and become all God has called you to be. He's been used There's a profile that I believe we see of a disciple. And these things line up, Pastor Dennis and Susie, with you and your life and what we have experienced. I believe that today God wants to speak to some people in the house. Maybe a challenge. What he would have for you. What he would speak to you. What he would would have you do this morning. And as we look at nine different things that would fit within that profile, I want to encourage you right from the beginning. Maybe what are some that you're like, yes, that's me. That's who I am. But maybe on the other side, what's one or two of these that you'd say, Lord, if I'm going to be the disciple that you've called me to be, I need to take a step. I need to grow. I need to see you move and work and do something new in my life. And on a day like today, I say, man, if I'm going to Maybe follow in the footsteps of a pastor, Dennis. I've got some things I need to do, some things I need to take care of. Maybe it's just getting to the wrong parking lot and saying, I'm not gonna stop, I'm not gonna quit, but I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going after God. But whatever the challenge for you is today, I encourage you to embrace it, to take it, and to step into what God has more full, with more force than ever before. We're going to start today in Acts chapter 14 verse 21 and 22 where it says, when they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and Iconium and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. Now this verse I think is interesting, like really kind of chill, like oh yeah, they're just going to go back through some of the places that they've been, which makes a lot of sense. They're going to strengthen them. They're going to encourage them. They're going to build what God is doing in their life. But once again, we look back in Acts chapter 14. These places, they just got stoned in. They were kicked out of. They were about to be stoned in another one. There was abuse that came upon them. There were people in persecution. And so what do they do? They go right back to where God had called him to be. Because it said in each place people gave their life to Jesus, but then they had to leave, which meant that they needed to be strengthened. They needed to be encouraged. They needed to speak the truth in a way that the people could understand. A profile of a disciple is someone that says, Lord, I will follow you and your call and what you have for me, no matter what the cost is, no matter what it looked like last year, last month, maybe 10 years ago or 30 years ago. If you call me back, I will go. Maybe if you call me back to my family member or someone that's so against the things of God, if you tell me one more time to speak it, to speak the truth, I'm going to be bold again. No matter what it takes, no matter what it looks, I'm going to do what you've called me to do. And they went back to these places. They strengthened the churches in those locations. They encouraged them to continue in the faith. And I think it's important that that is put here. Because once again, sometimes in our walk with Jesus, sometimes in our world, things are difficult. And we have to decide what we do when we get to the wrong parking lot and it doesn't feel like we can make it. Are we going to continue or are we going to quit? And Paul and Barnabas knew the importance of encouraging, of building up, of pouring what God had out. And I want to encourage you as a part of Radiant Life Church being here this morning, celebrating Pastor Dennis, what's going to happen with Royal Family Kids Camp this week. Could we be people that encourage each other to to stay true, to keep going, to make it? Probably this week, if you're at Royal Family Kids Camp, there might be a day or a moment when you're like, I think I could use my own bed, I could use my own things, I could use my own food. And guess what? I encourage you, keep going. It's going to be worth it for a young person. Their life will not be the same because you say, I I don't need my own bed or my own food this week. Now, Friday night, it's coming. It's coming for you. But I'm going to stay and do what God has called me to do. Let's encourage one another. And in fact, if you're here and you are that person who today needs encouragement, you need encouraged. I pray that worship. I pray God encouraged you. I pray God spoke through May. That maybe today you say, man, I'm going to get a little excited. I'm going to worship. And that begins to encourage you. Maybe you say, I, I'm doing those things, but I need someone to come alongside of me. Would you reach out to us? We want to help. You can go to radiant.family, contact us. And we'd love to go out to lunch with you. We'd love to encourage you, to build you up. Because that's a huge part of what we do. Encouraging one another strengthening each other, and speaking the truth. The other night, we had foundations, our life group at our house, and there were maybe a dozen adults that were there, and we were sitting around and talking about the restoration of the home and restoration of the church. And what does restoration look like? It has to get back to something. We're restoring our lives, our churches, to look like the Word of God. Not to look like what society would say or what the world would say or what any person in my family would say. But to say, Lord, how do I look like you, become like you, act like you? And it all is in the word of God. Lord Jesus, would you help us be people that we speak the truth, we apply the truth, we live the truth. Because we're strengthened, we're encouraged. And now we're going to go share the message of the gospel with love to every single person possible. Your world needs soul strengthening, encouragement to continue, and for you to say it straight, for you to talk about Jesus like he's normal, because he is. You know because you have relationships, so let's start talking about him. Yesterday at church, God did this awesome thing. Yesterday, Jesus spoke to me. Let that be a natural thing. People in your life will be like, Who's Jesus? You know, maybe they don't even know. Who's Jesus? They say, oh, well, God found in the Bible. You can start to share who he is. Just a normal pattern of life. And you're preaching. You don't have to preach. You just talk about your best friend, Jesus. Something happens when we begin to speak the truth of the gospel. Strengthen, encourage, say it loud. Verse 23 continues and goes, And when they had appointed elders for them in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. They appointed elders. Sometimes we want to do things in our own way. In fact, actually almost every person in the room. We like to do things how we like to do it. We'd prefer if other people didn't tell us to stop or tell us to change or tell us to do new things. And here it says they appointed elders. They brought the church together. And it's vital that we do what we're doing here. We come together. But as Pastor Joe on the announcement said, we need each other in life groups, in spending time with each other. We not, need not only to be here with a couple hundred others in this service and a couple hundred in the other service, but we need to be in each other's life with eight or ten or twelve of us sitting, talking about the Word of God, sitting around that fire like on Friday night, encouraging each other to live the Word of God out and to do it in love, talking about how do we actually do that in practical ways. It takes us living life together, a, a, a being a part We're going to have leaders. We need leaders for life groups. You can sign up to be a part. We'd love to get you involved. Sign up to be a part, to join them. But they were appointed, and it goes on and talks with prayer and fasting. Throughout the Word and the New Testament, prayer and fasting is a super important thing when we need miracles, when we need to cast out demons. I'll tell you what, I believe this week when we've got a bunch of students, 23 that are going to come and are going to experience Jesus at Royal Family Kids Camp Church, we need to be praying and fasting and lifting them up because they need to eat this week. They need strength. They need energy. And could we be people that spend time on our knees and on our faces believing that those 23 kids have the best week of their life. And these foster kids' lives never look the same because the power of the gospel flowed through these leaders. Church, there's something about praying. There's something about fasting. There's something about sometimes just laying before the Lord and letting him speak into our life. It must be the pattern of our life. It fits within the profile of a disciple. They prayed and fasted and they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. Are we committed everything within us to the Lord. Every part of who we are to the Lord. Everything within us giving glory and honor to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I pray that is what we are all about. In the end, full trust must be put in God's ability to keep churches and people healthy. It's not in my leadership or Pastor Dave's leadership or in Pastor Dennis's leadership over the last 35 plus years. It's in God and aligning with him and letting the power of the gospel push us forward into who he has us to be, to be healthy in our walk. And as a church, as we move to have two campuses, it's all about committing ourselves to the Lord with every part of who we are. As we finish out, I want us to focus on the last three profiles that I believe sum up Pastor Dennis's life and ministry. What we've seen over and over and over again in the last few verses, Acts. Fourteen twenty-four and beyond. Say, then they passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia. And when they had spoken to the or the word in Perga, they went down to Attilia. And from there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commanded or commended to the grace of God for the work that they had fulfilled. And when they arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them and how we had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. And they remained no little time. With the disciples. They retraced their steps, but they went back home. They went to their home congregation. This work that they had done, that they had completed, not that the whole world was evangelized, but that mission was accomplished. They made it. They did what God had called them to do and reported on the goodness of God. This morning, as you leave, I hope every single one will take time to look at the report of what God has done through Pastor Dennis and Susie in the last 35 years. All the pictures and the events and the opportunities to serve. Something special about being planted. And this morning, when I think about the three things that jump out in those last verses, are they gathered. A gift of Pastor Dennis is events. A gift of Pastor Dennis is to gather people together. In fact, 20 plus years ago, our conference retreat center, we had purchased new new land before anything was on it. Pastor Dennis and the team that he compiled put on the gathering to get hundreds and 7,000 people who showed up to be on the grounds to believe that we could build a conference retreat center to have summer camps and to see people come to know the Lord. 7,000 people came, showed up. God moved in that gathering, showed up. And now we've got a conference retreat center where this summer we had over 65 of our students from Radiant Life Church who were at Heartland. More that were at family camp this summer, We've, we have hundreds and hundreds of people who have been called into the ministry, who have been saved, who have been filled with the Holy Spirit because of a gift to gather people together. Over 600 people at various times, at July 4th parties, at celebrations, at his home, at his pond, playing softball when he used to have a softball field, gathering people together. Soccer fest, big events, egg hunts, so many things. Gathering, but not only in a big event. Not only in those momentary things, but giving life to gathering the church together. To seeing a part of Pastor Dave and the vision. To work together to see what is here today be here. A disciple is a gatherer. A disciple is someone that meets together, but then brings people into their home. Bring people into their life and gives them experiences. They gathered. And it says they declared all that God had done. When I think of Pastor Dennis, I think of someone that shares the goodness of God and will proclaim testimonies, will proclaim what he's done, but also will simply speak the word of God, declare the truth of the word of God. Someone always with a visual illustration, preaching a sermon with a literal huge fish hook in his mouth, which I could just imagine what that did to his mouth. I know what it would do to my mouth, but I'll never forget that sermon. Or building a literal wall on the stage and talking about closing those gaps. We can remember that you declaring the word of God. And that's what a disciple does, is we declare the truth of what he has done in our life, of what he speaks through the word of God, and we let everybody know. And hopefully in the easiest way for a friend or a family member to experience Jesus and to remember who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. It says that they remained. I like the wording, no little time with the disciples. And I would say 35 years, Pastor Dennis, I think you have accomplished no little time. You've given your life, Susie, family, you've given your life, to the king of kings and the lords of lords. You've offered it all. And that's what a disciple does. Is they come. They get plugged in. And they stay true to the call of God. And if that's one place for 35 years. That's what we're going to do. We're going to stay true. We're going to declare the truth of God. We're going to gather people together. And believe. That hundreds of people. In one way or another. Are going to be encouraged. Because of what you do. As disciples, are we strengthening, encouraging? Are we speaking the truth? Are we appointing and praying and fasting? Are we committed to the things of God and helping others be committed? Are we giving our life to gather people together that can know Jesus, that can come to know Jesus because we declare what he's done, what he's doing, and who he is? Because when we do, when we remain faithful, when we remain true, then I believe we're going to hear the words, well done, Good and faithful servant. Well done, my disciple who's followed me and gone after me. Church, today, that's what we are called to do. In your life, maybe there's an area that you say, I've got that one. I'm good. I I love it. Or maybe there's another area where you're a little weaker. And I would encourage you to commit to God. Let one of those burn within you. Lord, I'm going to offer a new area strengthen me and help me strengthen encourage me and help me encourage let me speak your truth lord let me say yes when you appoint me let me say yes weekly daily to praying to fasting the giving of my time to god let me commit everything and help and help others let me gather let me declare and lord jesus help me to remain true to your word that is what it's all about church following Jesus.